Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and today we are taking a look at the new starter decks that are being released along with Double Diamond, ST7 and ST8, Gallantmon and Old Force Vidrobot. We'll be breaking down the themes and contents of each of those decks to help you make an informed choice about picking up these products. But first, just a couple of announcements. This week is our 50th episode. Thank you so much to all of our listeners and supporters who've helped the show get this far. I'm amazed every time I think about it. I've been doing this show for a year now. We're showing no signs of slowing down. So thank you to all of you listeners out there. And here's to many more episodes. And finally, I will be taking a two-week break after this episode because I'm getting married, so my partner and I will be taking some time to ourselves. But don't worry, the Memory Gauge podcast will return with episode 51 on December 7th. And now for our main topic, alongside the recent release of Double Diamond BT6, or upcoming release depending on when you're listening to this episode, we are also getting a set of two new starter decks. We've already had starter decks for each of the six colours in the game. We've had Gaia Red, Kakaitis Blue, Heavens Yellow, Giga Green, Machine Black, and Venom Violet. And each deck had a tamer that was the focus. But this time around, they're doing things a little bit differently. The decks are repeating some colours, red and blue, and they're focused on two popular Digimon. ST7 is Gallantmon, and ST8 is Old Force Vidramon, the red and blue decks respectively. Now, before we talk about the contents of the starter decks, I would like to talk a little bit about why you might want to pick these decks up. Now, the last time we talked about a starter deck product, that was quite a while ago. We talked about uh, the green, black, and purple starter decks that came out alongside Great Legend BT4. So as a refresher, let's go over the reasons that you might want to pick up these starter decks, whether you're a new or an established player. Now, obviously the starter decks are designed for new players. Each of them contains a 50-card main deck and a 4-card Digitama deck, and they're purposefully designed to be easy to pick up and play, even if you're playing the game for the first time. Now, you don't need any other products. You can pick up these decks and you can play them right out of the box. You can get right into playing the game. And then later, you can use other products to upgrade these decks to be even better. And unlike in some games, these starter decks are totally tournament legal out of the box. So you don't even need anything else. You can take it down to your locals and you can play it and it will be totally legal to play. Even if you're not a new player yourself, though, I find that it's good to have a starter deck on hand if you're hoping to introduce your friends to the game, because the starter decks, they're designed to be easy to just pick up and play, so they're a perfect tool for teaching people how to play the Digimon card game, and I think we can all agree that making it as simple as possible for new players to come to our game and pick it up is really, really important for the game's health, so I always love seeing these starter deck products. Even if you're an established player, though, you've been playing for a while, you'll still want to pick up these decks because, like all the other starter decks, they're made up of unique cards that you can only get in these starter decks. You're not going to find these decks and any these cards in any other product, any other boosters, and some of the cards can be quite good. We've seen in the past that cards in these decks have become staples of their respective colours. For a complete collection, you're going to need to pick up two of each deck because some cards in the decks only have two copies instead of four. But even just picking up one uh, in whichever color you prefer, I think is a really good idea, established player or not. 
Additionally, this time around, both of these starter decks also include some reprinted versions of some staple cards for each color. We have Monodramon, Dark Tyranimon, Groundramon, and Gaia Force in the Gallantmon deck, and Elecmon, Gorillamon, Monzemon, and Hammerspark in the Allforce Vidramon deck. So that's a series of cheap vanilla Digimon, which is something that even now, this many sets in, you still want, and a staple option card for the particular color. These cards were originally printed in Special Booster version 1.0 and the Gaia Red and Kakaitis Blue starter deck, so they can be hard to find and expensive now. So if you're a new player looking to pick up some staples for red and blue, and you can find these decks at a price that works for you, I highly recommend picking them up for these cards. And the last reason to pick these up is because there's some extra cards included. In previous starter decks, we also got a booster pack of the accompanying main set. So with Gaia Red, Kokaitis Blue, and Heaven's Yellow, we got a booster pack of Special Booster Version 1.0. And for Giga Green, Machine Black, and Venom Violet, we got a booster pack of Great Legend. But this time around, instead of a booster pack, each starter deck is coming with a set of six first anniversary cards. Now, these six cards are all essentially the same, except each one is a different one of the six main Digimon card colors and you will get one of each in with the deck so you get one for each color the card reads as follows color memory boost so red memory boost for example they are option cards they cost three to play and they have two main effects in addition to their security effect which puts it into play uh, the main effect re all reads Reveal the top four cards of your deck, add one color Digimon card, so for red memory boost, add one red Digimon card among them to your hand, place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order, then place this card in your battle area, and then the second main effect reads delay, gain two memory. So each of these cards lets you search your top four cards of your deck for a Digimon card of the matching color, then you put the red memory boost or whichever memory boost it is into play and then on a later turn you can trash the card during your main phase and get two extra memory so these are really great generically good cards they fit in a number of decks especially decks that might not have specific search effects or that could benefit from getting extra memory now because these memory boost cards are so ubiquitous i think it's a good idea to pick up at least one of each starter deck if you can to get two copies of each of these uh, memory boost cards, although you will need four total starter decks to get a full play set of each memory boost. So now that we know what's included in each deck, we're going to take a look at both decks in turn. We'll take a look at the overall strategies and flavors of the decks, as well as the individual cards. We'll be talking about the cards uh, not just in the context of the deck that they're included in, but we're also talking about how useful are they in the wider game? How useful are they once you want to start playing the game more outside of these decks? Now, hopefully by the end of the episode today, you're going to have all the information you need to make an informed purchasing decision. First up, we're taking a look at ST7, Starter Deck Gallantmon. Now, Starter Deck Gallantmon is a red deck that's built around the popular Gallantmon family of Digimon. Aesthetically, the deck has dragon and dinosaur-styled Digimon with two sort of powerful dragon warriors at the top end. Mechanically, the deck is an aggressive red deck. It has a number of effects that activate when you delete your opponent's Digimon, so you're going to want to either delete your opponent's Digimon with your effects, or just attack into them to remove them from the board, and then swing in for big extra security check attacks to win the game. So let's move on to the individual cards now. First is the deck's only Digi-Egg card, 
Gigimon. Gigimon's inheritable effect reads, your turn, once per turn, when an opponent's Digimon is deleted, this Digimon gets plus 2000 DP for the turn. Now we've seen a lot of DP boosting effects in red Digi-Eggs. Plus 2000 DP is a big boost, but it isn't going to matter if you can't reliably delete your opponent's Digimon. Gigimon could work well with a Digimon that has piercing. When this Digimon attacks and deletes an opponent's Digimon and survives the battle, it performs any security checks it normally would. So you could attack into an opponent's Digimon, you delete it, and then you get plus 2000 DP for the subsequent security check to help you survive it. But if you were going to rely on that, then you might as well use Baby Domon instead, which is a level 2 that gives your Digimon plus 2000 DP as long as it has piercing. I think this works better with any Digimon that has a when attacking effect that deletes opposing Digimon. Overall, this is a big boost, but it's not as consistent as some similar effects in red, which I think makes it a, a balanced card overall. So if you can consistently delete Digimon, then Gigimon could be a great level 2 for your deck. On to the level 3s, and first we have, of course, a new Argumon. Argumon costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, has 2000 DP, and it has an inheritable effect that reads, when attacking, when this Digimon attacks a player, it gets plus 2000 DP for the turn. As we've already said, plus 2000 DP is a big boost. Now this is also very reliable to trigger. You attack a player and you get the boost, no questions asked. Even if your Digimon is subsequently blocked, it will retain the plus 2000 DP boost for the turn. And because this effect is not limited to once per turn, if you can unsuspend your Digimon somehow, maybe with Savior Huckmon's inheritable effect if you're playing a Jessmon deck for example, then your Digimon will get another plus 2000 DP boost if it attacks an opponent again. If you're planning to attack mostly your opponent and kind of ignore your opponent's Digimon, then Argumon is a great choice of a level 3. Next we have Gilmon. Gilmon costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, it has 2000 DP, and it has a main effect that reads, your turn. If your opponent has a level 6 or higher Digimon in play, this Digimon can Digivolve into a Gallantmon in your hand for a memory cost of 4, ignoring its Digivolution requirements. Now this is a kind of effect that we often refer to as Warp Digivolution after a similar process in other Digimon media where a Digimon Digivolves straight up to a much higher level, skipping the intervening levels, which is what's happening here. You miss out on building a powerful chain of inheritable effects, but the trade-off means you get to go to straight to having your level 6 Digimon on the board without having to take multiple turns to do so. Within the deck, this will allow you to catch up to your opponent's level 6 by Digivolving Gilmon straight up into Gallantmon, which is another card in the deck, but it is worth noting that Gilmon will work with any card whose name is exactly Gallantmon. So it will also work with the Gallantmon from Special Booster version 1.0 if you want to go in that direction. Gilmon also has an inheritable effect that reads your turn once per turn. When an opponent's Digimon is deleted, trigger draw plus one. Now it's good that Gilmon has an inheritable effect and a pretty strong one at that because the main downside to warp Digivolving straight up to level 6 is you don't get a strong base of inheritables. So Gilmon having one means that your Gallantmon will at least have one extra effect. Now drawing cards is very powerful, it gives you more resources to use against your opponent, and we haven't seen many draw effects in red, so it's always good to get another one. What's more, deleting your opponent's Digimon is something that you're going to want to be doing anyway, especially in red, and getting extra effects for doing things that you want to do anyway is always good. Honestly, Gilmon might be playable in your deck even without a Gallimon for that effect alone if you're going to try to control your opponent's board and repeatedly delete their Digimon, Although, of course, including a Gallopmon would be better. The final level 3 is 
Beomon. Beomon costs 4 to play, 0 to Digivolve, has 3000 DP, and has Blocker, and your turn, this Digimon can't attack players. It can be very handy at times to have a cheap blocker that you're able to play quickly from hand defensively. It's a real downside that Beomon can't attack and it has no inheritable effect for when you need to digivolve it later, but 4 memory for a 3000 DP blocker is not too bad. I'm not sure I could advocate playing 4 copies of this outside of some kind of Beomon theme deck, but 1 or 2 could be a good inclusion. Just keep in mind that 3000 DP and level 3s are both deleted by multiple incidental effects on a lot of cards, so Beomon might be difficult to keep around to actually block. Moving on to the level 4s, and first we have Growlmon. Growlmon costs 4 to play, 2 to Digivolve, it has 5000 DP, and its inheritable effect reads your turn once per turn. When an opponent's Digimon is deleted, gain 1 memory. Like Gilmon before it, Growlmon has an inheritable effect that gives you a benefit for something you're already going to be doing, which is deleting your opponent's Digimon. In this case, it gains you extra memory, which is a great bonus. More memory means more actions you can take on your turn. This is especially good if you can delete your opponent's Digimon without spending any memory so that you end up ahead. If you have when attacking effects that can delete Digimon or just have attack targets, you can end up ahead on memory. This is a great effect for an aggressive deck. Next we have Geogreymon. Geogreymon costs 6 to play, 2 to Digivolve, has 5000 DP, and has 2 effects. Its first effect is not something we see often in red, it's a security effect. It reads, security, at the end of the battle, play this card without paying its memory cost. So usually if a Digimon comes up in your security, you lose access to that Digimon. But Geogreymon will come out to the field as an extra body. And this effect will work even if Geogreymon loses its security battle too, so really consistent. This security effect works very well with Geogreymon's second effect, which reads, on play, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 4000 DP or less. So not only do you get an extra body when Geogreymon comes up out of security, but you also get to remove one of your opponent's level 3 or even their level 4 Digimon. I have had a chance to play with Geogreymon, and it's quickly become one of my favourite cards. It lets you turn a game around all by itself. Don't forget that its on-play effect also activates if you hard play it from hand, so it can be a removal effect in your hand as well, in a pinch. Moving on to the level 5s, and first we have Rise Greymon. Now, Rise Greymon costs 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7,000 DP, and it has on play, delete, one of your opponent's Digimon with 5,000 DP or less. This effect is similar to Geo Greymon. It hits something a bit bigger for one more memory, but with no security or inheritable effect, I'm not as big a fan of Rise Greymon. I mean, it's still nice to have the option to hard play a Digimon and remove something of your opponent's, but I wish Rise Greymon had an inheritable effect to make use of once it was played. Next up is War Growlmon. War Growlmon costs 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 8000 DP and has 2 effects. It has a main effect that reads, when attacking, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 3000 DP or less. Now that's almost always going to mean deleting a level 3 whenever you attack with War Growlmon, with uh, kind of some exceptions. 8000 DP is not a small amount of DP either, and War Growlmon will often, not very often, but often, survive a security check, so you can swing with it more than once and delete more than one Digimon. I like War Growlmon with a Gigimon under it to give it a plus 2000 effect boost when you use its effect to delete a Digimon, or have a Gilmon underneath it so that you can attack, delete a Digimon, draw a card. 
Warground One's inheritable effect reads, your turn once per turn, when an opponent's Digimon is deleted, this Digimon gains security attack plus one for the turn. Like our other when an opponent's Digimon is deleted effects, this effect kind of depends on having a consistent way to delete your opponent's Digimon. You could look into effects that delete opponent's Digimon when you attack in a deck like Jessmon, that would be the Bauhakmon inheritable effect to delete a Digimon with 5,000 DP or less when you attack. And Wargraumon, if you're using that, could be very consistently activated. Ditto for Argumon, Bond of Bravery, which deletes something with 13,000 DP or less on each attack as long as you have a Tamer in play. Although in that deck, you're mostly going to want to warp up to Bond of Bravery, so you might not have access to this as an inheritable. I like the, this Digimon a lot. The incidental deletion can be very useful, and in a lot of powerful red decks at the moment, you're going to have no issues getting that inheritable. On to the level 6s now, and first up we have the face card of the deck, Gallantmon. Gallantmon costs 11 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 11,000 DP, and has 2 effects. First, it has security attack plus 1. Extra security checks are always nice to have, but 11,000 DP is a bit weak and it runs the risk of being deleted on the first or second check. Luckily, Gallantmon has another ability. When attacking, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 4,000 DP or less. If no Digimon was deleted by this effect, this Digimon gets plus 3,000 DP for the turn. This is a great effect. It lets us take out an opposing rookie or, if no rookie is available, giving Gallantmon a buff to help it survive its two security checks. Gallantmon can do a lot of work to clear an opponent's board, and also because it deletes a Digimon on attacking, it works very well with our effects like Wargraumon and Gilmon in this deck that care about deleting your opponent's Digimon. Be aware, Gallantmon's effect is not a May ability, so you cannot choose whether or not to activate it. If you attack with Gallantmon and your opponent has a 4000 DP or less Digimon, you cannot choose not to delete it so that you get the DP boost. You must delete a Digimon if you're able to, especially with the ability to warp Digivolve it into it with Gilmon. This is a very powerful new red level 6. The last new Digimon in the deck is Shine Greymon. Shine Greymon costs 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve, it has 12,000 DP, and it has Security Attack plus 1 and Piercing. Now this is a strong attacker, it's just a bit dull. It still works with our War Growlmon, Growlmon, and Gilmon effects, as long as we're, we have a Digimon that we can attack to delete, and Piercing does incentivize us to be attacking our opponent's Digimon with Shine Greymon. So overall I think this is a good support Digimon for a deck, but you probably don't want to build a deck around it, unless you really love Shine Greymon, in which case go for it. Moving on to the new option cards in the deck and first we have Lightning Joust. Now Lightning Joust costs one to play and it reads one of your Digimon gets plus 2000 DP for the turn. Then if the number of cards in your security stack is less than or equal to your opponents, one of your Digimon gains security attack plus one for the turn. At one memory, we're always going to have the option available to us to play Lightning Joust on our turn and then keep control of the turn. It gives one of our Digimon a reasonable power boost and if we're behind our opponent, it gives us an extra security check to help catch up. Overall, I think this is a solid card that could see play in a few strategies that run a bit slower and then maybe need big attackers. The last new card in the Gallantmon starter deck might be one of my favourites, Atomic Blaster. Atomic Blaster costs 5 to play and it reads, choose any number of your opponent's Digimon whose total DP adds up to 8,000 or less and delete them. Sometimes in red we can be vulnerable to a wide board, so Atomic Blaster gives us a way to remove multiple attackers, potentially even wiping our opponent's whole board. What I love about Atomic Blaster is how versatile it is. You can delete one 8,000 DP or less Digimon or multiple smaller Digimon. 
Gaia Force is kind of the go-to red removal staple because it deletes any Digimon, but Gaia Force can only get rid of one body and sometimes you need to remove two or more to stay alive. That's where Atomic Blaster comes in handy. When your opponent attacks, they're often ready to lose one Digimon, but they may not be prepared to lose two or three, and you can really set your opponent back. Overall, this is a great new option for red. Alright, now let's take a look at ST8 Starter Deck All Force Vdramon. This deck is a blue deck built around the Vmon line, which is very popular. Aesthetically, kind of like the Gallimon deck, this deck also has a number of draconic Digimon, but here those Digimon are sort of wind and air-based dragons, with two knight-like Digimon as your top end. Mechanically, the cards in this deck have effects that activate when you have eight or more cards in your hand. So you're going to want to slow the game down, draw plenty of cards, and then overwhelm your opponent with your superior resources. On to the individual cards now, and first we have Demi Vmon. Demi Vmon's inheritable effect reads your turn. While you have eight or more cards in your hand, this Digimon gets plus 1000 DP. Naturally, how good this is, is will depend on how consistently you can get to eight or more cards in hand. If you do nothing but Digivolve and you don't hard play any cards from your hand, then you will get to eight cards by turn three of a game if you went second, since you'll be replacing cards by Digivolving and drawing a new card each turn. But on top of that, blue is often very good at drawing extra cards anyway, so 8 shouldn't be an unreasonable threshold, especially if you build your deck around getting to that threshold. Overall, I think Demi Vmon is a fairly consistent power boost in a colour that definitely doesn't mind having one. Now for the level 3s. First up we have Garbumon. Now Garbumon costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, has 2000 DP, and has an inheritable effect that reads all turns while you have 8 or more cards in your hand, this Digimon gets plus 1000 DP. Again, we should be able to hit this threshold fairly consistently, at which point this just becomes kind of an Argumon ST1, but for blue. And don't underestimate the all turns timing. Having a DP boost on your opponent's turn can help keep your Digimon safe from counterattacks. Overall, I think this is a solid card. Next up, we have Dracomon. Dracomon costs 3 to play. 0 to Digivolve, has 2000 DP, and has on play, reveal the top 3 cards of your deck. Add one Digimon with Dramon in its name among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. Search effects like this get a lot of use in various decks because they help you to find your key pieces and keep your deck consistent. Dracomon does a huge amount of work in this deck. There's 6 different cards with Dramon in their names that Dracomon could grab for us off the top of our deck. And additionally, there's over 50 Digimon currently in the game with Dramon in their names, so that's a lot of potential targets. If you find that you're including a lot of Dramon in your deck in any case, you may want to consider including one or two Dracomon to help you draw cards and find your pieces. I think this is a fun deck. A fun card with plenty of potential homes in decks. Next we have Vmon. Vmon costs 3 to play, 0 to Digivolve, has 2000 DP and has a main effect and an inheritable effect. Its main effect reads your turn. If your opponent has a level 6 or higher Digimon in play, this Digimon can Digivolve into an Old Force Vdramon in your hand for a memory cost of 4, ignoring its Digivolution requirements. Everything we said about Gilmon earlier applies here. Warp Digivolution is very strong and it can do a lot to speed up your deck. One thing to keep in mind for this and any card that mentions another card by name, you need to keep an eye out for future cards with that name. This Vmon will be able to warp Digivolve into any future Old Force Vdramon, so if we get a strong Old Force Vdramon, this card will become very good, very sought after. 
Vmon's inheritable effect reads, when attacking, if you have seven or fewer cards in your hand, trigger, draw one. This is a good way to refill our hand if we've been using a lot of cards. This is also a nice way to get ourselves up to eight cards in hand that bit faster so that we can start triggering our Demi Vmon and other effects. This is a solid card, but I like it slightly less than the Gilmon in the other deck. Gilmon draws us cards so long as we keep deleting Digimon, but we have to keep emptying our hand and attacking to draw with Vmon, and we can't go above eight cards with it. It's not bad, it's just not as good as the Gilmon as far as I can see, but I'm happy to be wrong. Next up we have the level 4s, starting with Vidramon. Vidramon costs 4 to play, 2 to Digivolve, has 5000 DP, and has an inheritable effect that reads, when attacking, if you have 8 or more cards in hand, return one of your opponent's level 3 Digimon to their hand. Now this is a nice removal effect if we can consistently get to 8 cards in hand. Returning a level 3 to hand might not sound like much, but it stops that level 3 from attacking us, and if we can keep attacking with the Digimon that's above Vidramon, we can keep returning that level 3, costing our opponent the memory each turn to replay it and locking that Digimon out from attacking us. Plus, this is another card to fetch with Dracomon, and we've seen a number of cards in other sets that care about cards with a V in their name as well. Rina Shinomiya is a tamer that lets us draw a V Digimon from the top three cards of our deck when we play her, and Taikamiya V Tamer wants us to be attacking with Digimon with Vidramon in their name. So I think this is a reasonable new addition to that archetype if that's something you're interested in building around. Next up we have Cordramon. Cordramon costs 6 to play, 2 to Digivolve, has 5000 DP, and has security at the end of this battle, play this card without paying its memory cost, and on play, draw 2. So this is a lot of extra draw power. When it comes up in our security, we get to draw 2 cards for free, which is huge. And even if we get it into our hand, paying 2 memory to play a level 4 body and draw 2 cards, I don't think that's a terrible rate. This is a solid level 4 that will slot into a lot of blue decks, I think. On to the level 5s now, first we have Wingdramon. Wingdramon costs 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7000 DP and has Blocker. This is probably my least favourite card in the deck. It does nothing apart from being a blocker at level 7. So often we need to hard play our blockers in a pinch to stop an incoming attack. 7 memory is just too much for that. We'd prefer 6 or even 5 memory blockers at level 4. Like Rise Greymon in the Gallimon deck, I just find this one to be a bit underwhelming. When you're playing the starter decks against each other, you'll be happy to have it, but outside of that context, I think Wingdramon's kind of a swing and a miss. Next we have Aero Vidramon. Aero Vidramon costs 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7000 DP, and it has jamming as a main effect. Jamming is great because it stops our Digimon from being deleted by security battles. This means we can attack with impunity, knowing our Digimon will almost certainly survive. Aero Vidramon's inheritable effect reads your turn, while you have 8 or more cards in your hand, this Digimon gains security attack plus 1. Again, this will not be hard to trigger. When you get to your level 6, it's most likely been 3 turns in any case, so you'll probably be at 8 cards if you haven't had to hard play anything. Blue does not have as much extra security attack power as some other colours, so Aero Vidramon granting security attack plus 1 is a big boon. If you have Vmon effects or you just need extra security checks, Aero Vidramon is a solid choice. 
Now the first level 6 in the deck is Slayer Dramon. Slayer Dramon costs 11 to play, 3 Digivolve, it has 11,000 DP and it has 2 effects. First it has when Digivolving, this Digimon gets security attack plus 1 for the turn. Combined with Aero V Dramon, Slayer Dramon could be swinging for 3 total checks on the turn you Digivolve into it, which is huge. Slayer Dramon also has your turn, this Digimon is unblockable. This makes Slayer Dramon a real threat, your opponent has to remove it or it will be able to keep attacking them and eventually deal a winning blow without having to worry about blockers. The only downside is that after the turn on which it digivolves, Slayer Dramon will only have unblockable and no other effects, so you'll need a strong digivolution chain to really make this powerful. The last new Digimon in the deck is Old Force Vidramon. Old Force Vidramon costs 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve, has 12,000 DP, and has when Digivolving return one of your opponent's level 4 or lower Digimon to their hand. This can remove a troublesome blocker or just set your opponent back a turn. Getting this effect incidentally on Digivolving is nice. It's not something you want to spend a whole card on, but getting it as a bonus to Digivolving makes it a desirable effect. Old Force Vidramon's second effect reads, when attacking once per turn, if you have eight or more cards in your hand, unsuspend this Digimon. Unsuspending a Digimon is very powerful and flexible. You can attack again or leave it unsuspended to protect it from a counterattack. Pair this with Aero Vidramon from before and you can make four total checks in one turn. That's a huge swing. As we have said, by the time you get to level 6, you should have 8 cards in your hand unless things have gone kinda wrong, so this unsuspend effect should be active. This partners well with some of the Vmon cards we were talking about before, which also love unsuspending your Digimon. Vmon BT2071's Inheritable lets you draw a card when the Digimon is unsuspended, which partners very well with Old Force Vdramon as it lets you keep your hand above 8 cards. This is a cool new blue level 6 and I can see some fun decks being built around it, especially because the Vmon line is such a fan favourite. On to the new option cards now, and first up is Victory Sword. Victory Sword costs 3 to play, and it reads, unsuspend one of your Digimon. Now, if you have the memory to spend, this card can let you get an extra attack in or protect your Digimon from a counterattack. Unfortunately, 3 memory can be a lot, so you won't always have 3 memory available. This card can lead to some powerful sequences of attacks, but you need to make sure that you can consistently have the memory to use it if you're going to play it. Finally, we have V-Wing Blade. V-Wing Blade costs 6 to play and it says return one of your opponent's level 6 or lower Digimon to their hand. Trash all of the Digivolution cards of that Digimon. This is a strong removal card for blue. Returning a Digimon to hand doesn't remove the threat forever, but it does slow your opponent down while they rebuild. This cannot target level 7s, but it hits everything else you would like to remove, and it activates out of security, so if Kokaitis Breath is too memory intensive for you, V-Wing Blade is a good option. So those are the new starter decks, but that still leaves the question, which one should I choose? The easy answer is to say buy both. They both have powerful cards for their respective colors, plus those memory boost cards, but that can be expensive or otherwise not feasible. Maybe, maybe your game store doesn't have both of them available or doesn't have enough that you can buy both. I suspect that the Gallantmon deck might be the stronger of the two, just slightly, if you just want to choose the stronger deck. It has more removal, its main Digimon is slightly cheaper to play than All Force Vidramon is, and its effects will be slightly easier to activate. But if you don't mind which is the quote-unquote strongest, choose Gallantmon if you like to play aggressively and control your opponent's board. Choose All Force Vidramon if you like to build up resources and play a more defensive game.
Now, hopefully, all of that has given you enough information to help you choose which of the starter decks you want to buy, or both if you want to buy both. All right, you've heard enough from me. Now, let's hear from you. Before this episode was recorded, I put out a request to you, listeners, to help me write this episode, because it is our 50th episode. So a number of you sent in some well wishes and positive messages for me to read here on the show. Thank you so much to all who submitted. Reading through all these messages was was just amazing. The fact that this show, this game, is something that people are so positive and passionate about just makes me so happy. So here we go. Sai Santoso Miller says, Congrats on 50! I enjoy this podcast because it lets me indulge in Digimon content where I wouldn't normally be able to, such as driving between work and home. Andrew Oliver says, I'll start by saying congrats to Connor on 50 episodes. This podcast was my best tool when starting out and learning the game and is still one of my go-tos for information and talk of the game. The Discord group has been amazing and fun to play and connect with. Above all, I'd say any new or veteran Digimon card game fans would benefit from listening to the podcast. Drew A. Stevens says, new listener here, so I'll keep it brief, but thank you for all of your hard work and congratulations on how far you've come with the podcast. Great to con connect with others so passionate about this awesome game. The Meticulous Machegi says, Dear Connor, congratulations on 50 marvellous episodes of The Memory Gauge. Thanks for showing all the digi-destined out there the joy to be had building bad decks, messing around in magical Christmas land, and having a blast flipping cards, starting with those proxies in your kitchen. Here's to many more great episodes and lucky security in the year to come. And Slifer Slacker says, What I like is just how chill the podcast is. It really is a guy who just likes the card game a lot. Love my locals, but they can be super cutthroat sometimes, and it's really nice to listen to someone who can remember it's just a game and to have fun, even while still trying your best. Thank you to those who wrote in and to all of our listeners out there. The show wouldn't be here without all of you. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, tweet at me at ConnorEFMG, email me at memorygagepodcast at gmail.com, join our Facebook group, Memory Gage Podcast, or join our Discord. Links to all that are in the show notes, and I am always happy to hear from you listeners. New episodes come out each and every week, so make sure to follow the Memory Gage Podcast on your podcast service of choice to stay up to date. Now, I will see you all in two weeks. We're taking a break, but we'll be back on December 7th thank you so much for listening this is the memory gauge logging out <laughs> <laughs>